Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's the Jim Fannin Show. We've come to take your mind. Am I still on? Jim Fannin Show. Max Bernier is the leader of the PPC, the People's Party of Canada. He's the only opposition in Canada right now. Nobody that's elected is doing anything. He'll join me in a minute. Buckle up. It's the Jim Fannin Show. Welcome aboard. Uh, Max has been very generous in speaking with me a few times now. Max, I really appreciate your time. How are you feeling, my brother? (laughs) Great. Thank you very much. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's a tough time for for a lot of Canadians, but uh, we are there fighting for what we believe. And I I strongly believe that we will win that. What do you what do you give people for advice as far as like doing their own part to get out of this is maybe it's not complying. Are you telling them to take their masks off? What open their businesses? Are you giving anybody advice as, as to what they can do to get us out of these lockdowns and mandates? Yeah, actually, you know, I was at a rally in Montreal uh, last Saturday and I was also in Ottawa last uh, Sunday. And I said in my speech in Montreal at that rally that, uh, <clears throat> Um, the business people, the business community must stop to be the tyrannical arm of the government. And I said, you know, they must uh, do civil disobedience and they must not do any segregation and discrimination in their uh, restaurants or hotels. And uh, I think it's time for that. And people must have the courage of their conviction. If they're fed up with masks, they must uh, have the courage to go and uh, in, in a I don't know in a pharmacy or drugstore or uh, uh, <coughs> grocery and not wearing their mask. Uh, all that must end, and I think it will. Uh, it will. We had a good news coming from Saskatchewan, coming from uh, Alberta, coming from uh, actually Ontario today. Uh, the Premier of Ontario, as you know, said no more um, vaccine passport the 1st of March. So we are winning that battle, that battle to regain 
our freedoms. And, but, uh, and I want to thank everybody that since the beginning of that pandemic, uh, <clears throat> for the last two years, they were out there protesting. And, and, and now we, if you look at the last uh, poll, I think in Canada, more than 45% of the population are saying enough is enough. We want to go back to our life that we had before COVID-19. So I, I always said, it's a question of, it's a battle, a battle to change the public opinion. And we are winning that battle thanks to the truckers. And so we have to stay vigilant Max, I've only seen a few um, arguments as to, and I call you the only opposition in Ottawa because the elected representatives aren't doing anything. I know you you wear that title proudly, but I've seen this argument that you're just another globalist shill because you showed up to Davos under as a as a cabinet minister in Stephen Harper's government. So how do you answer those claims? Oh, actually, uh, thank you for asking. Sunday when I was in Ottawa a lady came to me and she said, Bernie, uh, I won't vote for you. You're a globalist. You were in Davos and blah, blah, blah. And I look at her, I said, you're right and you're wrong. You're right, I was in Davos. I was in Davos in 2008. I was there at that time, I was the foreign affairs minister under the government of Stephen Harper. And my only role when I was there was to meet our <clears throat> Uh, our allies, because remember, at that time, we were in Afghanistan, and Canada was looking for help, and military help from our allies, and that was my goal. I was there two days, and I had meeting with our allies and other foreign affairs ministers, and I was asking them, please help us, we need your help in Afghanistan, and so that's why, why, that's, that is why I was there. And I'm not a globalist. I believe in this country. I believe in the sovereignty of our country. And so people who are saying there, saying that, sorry, they're saying that because, yes, I was at that event that for the first time and for the last time. And I'm very proud what I did when I was there because I was able to have the support of some of our allies for our, our war in Afghanistan. A lot of has happened since the last time we spoke. I escaped Canada, the country that I love, before they brought in the vaccine mandates for travel. So a week before that, I rushed out of Canada. I've never wanted to leave my home before, but I also was literally <coughs> petrified by the thought of being stuck there, of not being able to go to the States and see my friends, of not being able to travel. So I, I got out. I've been in Dominican Republic ever since. Now, I know that I can't get back there unless significant things have changed. And when I got down here, you know, I'm a, also a victim of cancel culture, both on social media and, and my employment. And I, when I got here, I tried to look away from Canada. I, I couldn't afford to look back because, I'm tr you know, I'm trying to sell some real estate, start a new life down here. When I saw your press conference with, uh, with Randy, dude, everything shifted for me. 
I suddenly my I could feel it in my blood. I suddenly became patriotic. I put the I put the Canada flag back in my Twitter profile, and I, I felt this profound, deep sense of patriotism again. I don't think I've ever felt it, but in recent years, and you know what? When Justin Trudeau came in, I gave him space. Now, you know, you've always been a conservative. I got red pilled over the last five years, so I was so glad to get rid of Stephen Harper that when when Justin Trudeau came in, I was saying, "Oh God, thank you. It's a new day." So it's not like I hated the guy ever since he stepped on the planet, on the political stage. I grew to hate him, and I, I use that word, you know, carefully because of some of what he's done. But talk to me a little bit about the patriotism and the re, reinvigorating of patriotism that you're seeing across the country. You must be seeing it every day. Oh, yeah, my God, it's uh, it's great. Uh, I said that Sunday uh, on the stage in, uh, in Ottawa, I said I'm so proud of people in front of me, of Canadians, and I'm so proud to be here because, you know, <laughs> it's not a protest right now in Ottawa. It's a rally. It's a celebration. People, you know, on the street having fun. And why uh, do they have fun? because they know that the end is near of all these uh, mandates and they know that we are winning that battle. So it's, um, and I want to thank the truckers. I want to thank them. Uh, they are giving us hope and hope that um, uh, we will uh, regain our freedoms, like I said. So when I was in Ottawa, um, you know, people were dancing in the street, having fun. It, it was like a carnival, you know. Um, it, was a, it was a nice day. And now it's a sad day in our country to know that we'll use the Emergencies Act <laughs> try to for, for a protest or a rally in Ottawa. Actually... Uh, for, for, that's the first time in our history that we are using that new act. And, uh, but uh, I believe, like uh, the Premier of Quebec, the Premier of Alberta, the Premier of uh, uh, Saskatchewan, that said it was not necessary. Uh, actually, the, the police were able to uh, uh, <coughs> stop the barricade on the uh, Ambassador Bridge without that legislation. And now Trudeau is using it. Um, it's it's scary. It's scary because instead of speaking with the truckers and listening to them, and you know he had the answer in his head in his hands. He, he we were asking and we still are asking for ending all these mandates. He just had to do it, and uh, and everything would be uh, would be uh, history. But now he decided to double down uh, and he said that there's a violence over there. People are having fun in the street. There's no violence over there. So it's all about lies. And I believe that Canadians understand that. So, but, you know, using that act when you're not there, when there's no insurrection, there's no war. Because remember, last time we used that, we used that act for the war, the first uh, World War war. We used that in the 1939, the second one. We use it in the 1970s when we had uh, separatist uh, terrorists in Quebec. And, and now for a protest in Ottawa, <clears throat> that's not justified to use that. 
and I'm so, I'm so, I'll say, I'm pissed off of the conservatives that are supporting Trudeau on that. You know, they're supporting. I'm not speaking against that. Um, and uh, the battle, I, 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 I told you, we are winning the battle for ending the mandates. But the other battle that we'll have to do, it's to be sure that we will be able to live in a democracy and that the use of that Emergencies Act must be for a very short term. And I don't trust Trudeau when he said it would be for a short term. And I don't trust the official opposition. So we need to be sure to put a lot of pressure on the Trudeau's government. And, you know, we won't accept. We won't accept you to use that emergency act more than 10 days. And uh, and you didn't you didn't need to use it first. Uh, so uh, so we are winning on, on one side and we are losing on, on, on another mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max, defend the position. I'm trying to stay off social media because I find it so destructive for my mental health, but I'm, I'm kind of <coughs> addicted to it. Defend the position that we just had a federal election. We voted in a minority government that's liberal. You had a full slate of candidates running. If they wanted Max Bernier's voice there, he would have been elected, or many of his uh, candidates would have been elected. So defend that position for me a little bit. But, but first, I, I believe that we were the, the winner of the last general election. We grew, uh, we grew our support from 1.6% to 5%, and now we're supposed to be around 10% in the polls. So, uh, yes, uh, we were not able to uh, have any uh, candidates elected, but I can tell you that um, next ele- the next election would be ready. It can be in two years. We will have a full slate of candidates. Every Canadian would be able to vote for their value. And also, uh, we will grow our percentage of the vote. And I believe that after the next general election, will have a real uh, common sense and freedom voice in parliament. But what we are doing, yes, we are not in parliament, but we are able to influence the public opinion. I worked the last two years and doing rallies and speaking and doing interviews with social <coughs> uh, influencer like you and, uh, and with alternative media, independent media. And now people understand, more people know that the People's Party exists first, and they know that we are fighting for Western civilization values. And I can tell you at the next general election, the big the big change for us is that I will be able to participate in the national debates against these uh, establishment leaders on the stage. So that will give a huge opportunity for the People's Party of Canada to reach to more Canadians, maybe Canadians that are not on social media and are still listening CBC and CTV. Uh, before we get into the, the bias of mainstream media, talk to me a little bit about how you have an effect and you can affect change from outside of Parliament. We saw Mike Schreiner with the Green Party provincially, who was quite successful lobbying and getting bills through by partnering up with people that were in power. What's your plan to get some change and steer the ship in your direction while before you get elected and while you you don't hold a, a parliamentary seat? Yeah, so, so I have a big challenge, as you know, because I'm not double vaxxed and, and I won't. I cannot travel across our country. 
I cannot, um, I, I cannot travel by plane or by train. And my goal is to be able to travel, to be able to meet our people, to be able to build that party and that organization for us to be ready for the next general election. So what I did last week, I sued the federal government because it is my constitutional right to be able to travel across the country by plane. That, uh, <clears throat> that uh, restriction is illegal and unconstitutional. So I believe that I will win that. And my goal will be to be on the road, maybe in early April and doing what I did in 2021, crossing the, 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 the country and building that organization. But uh, that's, uh, we, we have a couple of months, maybe uh, two years to be sure to be ready. And our message will always be the same. Like I said, we're doing politics differently because we have a platform, we have a vision for this country, a radical decentralization in Ottawa, more freedom for Canadians, and, and we are the only party that will respect our constitution, not interfere in provincial jurisdiction, but also, also respecting individual rights and freedoms. So it will be the same message all across the country, and uh, I believe that we'll be able to grow. And if we, uh, if we are able to grow and having more support, that will influence the debate in Ottawa. That will have an influence in the debate in Ottawa in Parliament before the election. Will you continue to be flexible on your platform? I really want to see proportional representation in there. And I joke, <clears throat> if any politician says we're going to do away with uh, falling back of the Eastern Standard Time, we don't need to fall back. We don't need the sun going down at 4 o'clock, 4.30 in the afternoon at Christmas time. Will you look at some uh, some of these items? That's kind of a joke. But will you look at the proportional representation? We don't want to elect governments with 32 33% of the popular vote and then having socialists like Jag Jagmeet sing prop up the government what will you take another look at proportional representation i know it's a constitutional amendment but yeah. and that's why you stayed away from it this time and i get that i support that but i really wish you had been flexible there yeah, yeah you have a point there i think last time we spoke together i said you know i don't want to do that we'll have to reopen the constitution and our platform is to respect the constitution having a radical decentralization but you have a point there and it would be at our advantage as a new political party to have a proportional representation in Canada. And, um, you know, and I changed a little bit my position on that. Uh, I'm not against it. And, and we may have something like that in our next uh, platform for the next general election. Uh, we'll, see, uh, we'll see. We need to have more discussion. But uh, I know the only challenge, it will, will need to maybe reopen that constitution. But I, I believe that we can educate the population, we can speak about it, we can show to our population that, yes, it will be a best system because your point of view will be in parliament. Now, you know, <clears throat> more than 840,000 people voted for us. And we are a strong, uh, a strong voice for freedom, but we are not in parliament. And um, uh, I'll, I'll let you know. Maybe I'll do my first uh, announcement about that uh, at your show next That's time. That's what I want to hear. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the frustrations of building a new party and lessons that you've learned and things, mistakes that you can capitalize on that you, you went through this time that aren't going to be replicated next time around. 
I think the biggest mistake that we did in the beginning in 2018 when we started the party, we decided to create writing associations all across the country, an organization all across the country. And we put a lot of efforts to do that. And we said these writing associations will find our candidates and will have candidates. But I think the best way to build a party is to find a strong candidate and asking that person that is ready to be our candidate to build an organization around that person. So now we, uh, and we decided to have a writing association in every single writing in this country, 338. So what we are doing right now, we are still open to have writing associations in, a, in every writing, but we have a regional writing association. It's more efficient. Uh, we have uh, people on the board and also we are giving more uh, latitude and responsibilities to these writing associations, the regional one or the local one, to find their candidates. So And so that organization would be more efficient, and that's why we would be able to have a full slate, I strongly believe in that, a full slate of candidates at the next general election. Because at the last one, we had about 313 candidates on 338 uh, uh, ridings. So this time we'll be able to have a full slate and we have now an executive director uh, full time with the party that is uh, working on the on the structure and the organization uh, on the ground in every writing. Uh, I appreciate your open uh, openness and your honesty and the fact that you don't change your position with the way the polls uh, or the wind blows. Uh, you're a man of principle and I call you the only um, opposition in Ottawa, even though you're not elected. And I'll get scared if I don't answer you, ask you this question and this kind of a personal question. I wanted to be your candidate. I'm a 10-time guy. I'm good on stage. What happened? How come you didn't pick Jimmy Fannin to be your guy in St. Catharines, man? I mean, everything <laughs> happens for a reason. You know, it, God just didn't want it for me then. And for whatever reason, I'm good with it. You're still my guy. And I'm, I've grown up a lot because normally I would just go to war with Max Bernier because, we, you know, we talked about it offline and whatnot. So what happened? Was I just too toxic for the party at the time or what? <laughs> no, 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 no. We want you and uh, everybody that are ready to fight for what they believe and for this country. And so that's why, actually, your question is, uh, is an important one, because <clears throat> our goal, instead of finding candidates a couple of months before the election, we want to do that right now. So our goal is to have about maybe 70% of our candidates approved by the head office before next spring. So these people, uh, these approved candidates, will be able to, to campaign right now, to be efficient in their writing, to be out there, to speak about the PPC. And so that will help them to be elected because they will have more time. And that's what we are doing right now. So if you're still interested, the, <laughs> the doors are open. <laughs> All right, brother. I appreciate that. Talk to me about the mainstream media, the defund the CBC, uh, you know, the idea that Trudeau is actually paying these guys to propagate his narrative and how frustrating that's been for you trying to break through. Oh, it is. It is. I'll give you an example. Actually, the last week, I did more mainstream international media 
outside the country and I did zero, wow. zero mainstream media, CBC, Jeez. Radio Canada, CTV or Global. Uh, and we are the only political party that uh, is fighting for the truckers. But I, I did the, uh, the uh, private um, uh, broadcaster in Germany. I was, uh, I was with them uh, at uh, uh, the news uh, cycle at the end of the day. I was also at a, a mainstream media in Paris, in France. I was also with mainstream media in Germany, in, in UK, uh, so and in US also. Uh, people outside this country are interested about the, our point of view, and they're not buying, they're not the propaganda arm of the government. They're not buying that. They're very uh, critical about the situation. And they're ready to have me and other point of view there. But in Canada, uh, it, it's, it's, it's impossible. Actually, last uh, Sunday, I did an interview in French with Radio Canada. And about, you really? know, I was, uh, <clears throat> I was uh, in Ottawa. And just before uh, doing my speech over there, uh, I did maybe a five minutes interview with Radio Canada. Wow. But. But but it was not on air. Nothing. Oh, they did that geez. interview, but they didn't put that on air. Oh. So it, it's always the same the censorship. And when they switch. don't like what yeah. they're hearing, they they won't they won't give us any mm -hmm. uh, any chance to speak to their viewers. Talk to me about the difficulty of recruiting good talent. I mean, you were the victim of Warren Kinsella, but he did provide a service for the Conservative Party <coughs> of Canada. Do you feel like you need a, a pit bull in the war room? to get your message out and to play politics just like the other parties do? Uh, I can tell you that uh, now people understand and know a little bit more about us, about the People's Party. The quality of our candidates at the last general election last September was very, very good. If you compare that with our first election, the 2019 one, uh, and, and, and uh, we, have, we have doctors, uh, truck driver, uh, uh, you know, people from different backgrounds, and uh, and and the quality of our candidate was very very good. And because now people understand what is our vision, how do we see that uh, country in the near future, and uh, I believe that that would be the same quality of candidates that we'll have. And they understand, they they understand that you know it, it's a it's a big challenge to be elected when you are with a new political party. But, you know, if you are around 10% in the poll right now, and there's still two years, we don't know what can happen at the next general election. So uh, I can tell you the first election, the 2019 one for us, was very difficult to find candidates and we didn't have a lot of time. And But the second one that was easy and uh, we had good people that came to us and I believe it will be the same thing uh, for the next general election. We'll have good uh, candidates with different backgrounds. And actually, you know, we're not, <clears throat> we don't do politics, you know, with quotas and saying, oh, I need a black lady or no, no. We, people are coming and they believe in, the, in our platform. They believe in our ideas, individual freedom, personal responsibility, respect and fairness. They're ready to work for their constituents. They will come, and if we have two or three candidates in the same riding, uh, two or three persons that are interested in the same riding, we'll have a nomination process, transparent, democratic, 
and people in the riding will choose their candidate. So it, it's going well. That's um, that's a nice thing. Uh, you had That's some. Nice you had see. some lawyers on board too. I mean, Viva Frey. I don't know if you can oh, yeah. speak to the rise of Viva Frey, and maybe you can shout out to him. I'd love to have him on the show. But this guy has blown up on social media. His YouTube channel is huge. He's well spoken, articulate. He knows the law, and for him to stand for you was a surprise to me almost. Because well, it wasn't a surprise because he's ideologically aligned with you. But talk to me about having him stand up for you guys in uh, in Quebec. Oh my God, he was a great, and he's still a great communicator. Uh, he did campaign in uh, Westmont. Uh, uh, you know, he was uh, one of our star candidates. Um, I was very pleased uh, that he decided to come with us. And um, no, we, we had different people, YouTuber, lawyers, and like I said, uh, ordinary Canadians, of, you know, a dad and mom that, you know, they just decided uh, it's too important. That election is too important. I need to fight for 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 our country, and uh, and Viva Free uh, did that also. So it was fun, and uh, I I was very pleased. He, he helped us to be sure that people understand uh, the People's Party of Canada and our goals. Who are you targeting this time around? I know John Lively is a guy that's done really well on social media. I know you've met up with him a little bit. Uh, if you could target a star candidate, who would be your type of guy or girl that you'd be saying, hey, come on over. We're recruiting star candidates. I'm looking for the, you know, the Candace Owens or the John Lively's or the Viva Frays or whatever. Who you got targeting? But, but that, that would be a person that is well integrated in their writing, in their community. Uh, they're ready to give time. They're ready to campaign. And they're doing that not for themselves, but for the country. Uh, so, you know, there's a different kind of people that can be a great and star candidate uh, for us. Uh, you know, I don't have a, a kind of a prototype of a, a star candidate. Um, somebody that, um, you know, are able to uh, express themselves uh, and, you know, can, can, can be out there and, and speak. Uh, uh, openly with passion and conviction about our platform and about what they believe, um, and we 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 had a couple of candidates like that in the, in every province during the last general election, and I believe that we'll have more the next time. Talk to me a little bit about the alienation of the West and the fact that the 905 seems to elect the federal government all the time, and by the time the votes get counted in Alberta. Ontario has pretty much already elected the federal government. What can we do about that? Yeah, they have a real concern, uh, actually, yes. And so uh, that's why uh, if you look at our platform and you look at the platform of the Reform Party of Canada more than 25 years ago, it's about the same platform. And that's why we have a lot of support out west. So I, I told them that the, the People's Party is there to stay. Uh, you know, vote for a real conservative party, vote for us, and, uh, you know, we will fight for you. We will fight for your province, for more autonomy uh, for Alberta, but also more autonomy for every province. And I understand their frustration uh, because uh, the conservative party is going to the left and their goal is to have support in the, the big GTA. And that's why, you know, they're for the Paris Accord, uh, they don't want to change the equalization formula. Uh, and uh, that's why there's a Western alienation right now. Uh, and when you have an independentist party in Alberta that is uh, polling around 30% in rural Alberta, 
you must uh, have an answer for these uh, concerns. And we have, we are the answer. We have the answer. You know, if Alberta wants to have their own police force, they can. If they want to have their own uh, pension plan, they can. So a radical decentralization, because every part of the country are not the same. So every province will be able to focus on what they want. Now, Ottawa have that uh, logic or they know best and they always want to implement policies that would be the same all across the country. And that's not our country. That's not in line with our constitution. So I understand and I, I told that during the last campaign. We, we are your only chance to be sure that uh, people will respect your, your point of view and will respect your vision of your own province. I'm glad you mentioned the Reform Party. Uh, Jordan Peterson had a conversation with Preston Manning, and I was, yeah. one, you know, I was listening on a podcast, and I wasn't really sure who the guest was until I, I looked, and it was some time before I looked down, uh, and it's Preston Manning. And Preston was kind of before my time, before I was political. I came in in 93 for my first election and didn't do anything for 10 years. That guy has the just a deep wisdom of political strategy, and he's kind of a policy wonk, kind of kind of like Stephen Harper was when he came up yeah. through the ranks. Or so these guys that you're trying, you're leaning on for suggestions, and and I pray to God that this next election, and I predicted at this time that we'll be so pissed off that we'll be open to looking at a purple party like the PPC. And I just wonder, you know, how that all comes together as far as your growth and coming through, you know, the Reform Party merges <coughs> with the Alliance and Peter McKay and Stephen Harper, you know, into the Conservative Party, which you say, I say is liberal light these days. Speak to me a little bit about that. But, you know, as you know, right now, the Conservative Party of Canada uh, will have a leadership contest. And, um, you know, I don't know who's going to be the leader, but whoever is the leader, it, it is the same party. Uh, you know, they're the leftists, they will be leftists, and there's always a place for us, for the PPC. And, um, you know, they're not credible. Uh, they were not there the last two years uh, fighting for our freedoms. Uh, therefore, the Paris Accord, I believe that it won't change. Uh, because they will want to have the support of the big cities in this country. So the, the People's Party will be, the, uh, whoever is the leader, will be the only conservative party. So for us, that leadership contest is a great opportunity to be out there because they will have policies discussion. And every candidate will have a different policy on, a, on, 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 a, on, on the most important issues for our country. So we'll be able to show to Canadians, look, and this is what they want. This is our policies. And, you know, if you want to have a smaller government, lower taxes, uh, respecting the Constitution, uh, uh, no more, uh, more money for the equalization, a fair equalization uh, formula, we will be the only one. So people will be able to say, OK, these candidates that are ready to be the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, uh, are not conservative in the end and uh, will be able to show that. So that's an opportunity for us to be out there with our policies every time when they will have a discussion uh, for, for their new, for their, for the Conservative Party of Canada. 
Are you able to leverage the provincial election? A friend of mine, I know, you, you know, Greg Vesna has the none of the above party, which is kind of like a middle finger to the all, all the other parties. And Vez is also deeply involved in uh, uh, ammonia as fuel. I know you said the last election that you're not into picking winners and losers type of thing. But are you able to leverage the, what happens in the provincial election without being involved? I don't think so, because we're so busy to build that party at the federal level. I know that some of our uh, candidates, some of our supporters in different uh, provinces uh, are very active at the provincial level for political party that may share the same views as we are sharing us at the federal level. But that's their personal decision. Uh, The PPC won't uh, support any provincial uh, parties. Uh, it's a personal decision of our people. Uh, we uh, we are we are so busy to build and to be uh, ready for the next election. Uh, we don't want to have uh, a PPC at the provincial level. It's not uh, no, that's not our business plan. Our business plan is to change this country in Ottawa and doing politics at the federal level. But I know that some of our people will do politics at the provincial level. That would be their personal choice. Scott Kelly says on Facebook, how can I help the PPC from home? Yeah, you can go on our website, peoplespartyofcanada.ca. You can volunteer, you can help, you can uh, you'd be able to be in touch with uh, your candidate if we have a candidate in your writing or your writing association. Uh, and so uh, you can also uh, uh, join our newsletters. Uh, it's on our website. So just read our policies over there. You know, all our policies would be the same for the next general election. Uh, You know, we need to have bold uh, reforms in this country, and we are the party for that. Uh, Give me your top three planks, platform planks, that you think will be most important this time around. And if proportional representation is number one there, I'll I'll love you more than I do already, Max. What do you think is going to be hot on the issues list the next time around? Yeah, thanks for asking. And, uh, you know, uh, I will end our conversation on that because I have another interview in uh, five minutes. But that being said, uh, you know, always I believe that uh, our freedoms, our, our civil liberties will be important. Uh, the privacy also uh, would be important. Immigration would be important. The economy, the, we have the inflation tax. And yes, maybe our, our, our um, representative system, uh, may, we, we, it's not part of our platform, but I can tell you that we will look at it deeply. And, uh, and your influence, uh, I think it's important because, you know, we are not in parliament and I think that's the easiest way to be in parliament if we have a proportional uh, electoral system in Canada. Uh, give my apologies to Ryan. I kind of was a pig for eight minutes past our deadline. And you got a good man and Martin there as well, man. You got some good guys at head office. I don't agree with all of them, but those two guys are running a good show. So thank you for your time, Max. I love you. Stay strong. And I look forward to talking to you next time. Thank you. I appreciate that. And enjoy the sun over there. It's minus 15 here. <laughs> show yourself, man. We'll talk soon. Max Bernier. Bye-bye. Okay, ciao. Max Bernier, if you need him, there he is, uh, live from wherever he is. And this is not 
how I like to do my show with a big old picture of myself. So let's just get rid of that. Um, exit full screen. And okay, so I got a couple things here. Uh, oh, the links are in the uh, show description. So here is a recent, the most recent news that Max Bernier has uh, made or created, whatever way you want to look at it. Uh, this is uh, the Ottawa Citizen and People's Party leader Maxime Bernier holds or hands out freedom pancakes, looks to steer the freedom convoy his way. Um, it's tough for a guy breaking into politics. He's not breaking into politics, but he is a new political party. So at, at some level, he is. This is mostly what you get. <laughs> This is the New York Times, baffled by the chaos in Canada. So are Canadians. No, we're, we're not baffled. We know exactly why this is going on, because Justin Trudeau's <laughs> a tyrant. But you can't get these guys to produce objective news. We spoke to Doug McGill earlier, who's a trucker that got picked up by Newsweek. So bit by bit, I think these news outlets are starting to get that you can't be radical left all the time and expect your readership or your membership or your paywall to, to stay in shape. You can find the People's Party here, Max Bernier on Twitter here. He's at Max Bernier. At Maxime Bernier, sorry. And um, he's also on Facebook right here. Shit. Notifications. Settle down. Uh, Winnipeg Alternative Media has been doing a lot from uh, Ontario as well. Anyway, Max, uh, I appreciate the time. I love that you're staying strong and that you don't change your platform when the wind blows. But you are open to conversations and you are flexible enough to... You know, deal with a guy like me that says, dude, you missed the boat on proportional representation on electoral reform. We can't keep having these minority governments or majority governments, you know, that Harper was elected with 37 percent of the popular vote. That means 63 percent of the people voted against Bernier or sorry, Harper. <laughs> and, you know, now we've got the lowest we've got a federal government that has the lowest popular support ever in Canada. And that can't continue to happen because if it does, we'll have radical wing nuts like Jughead Singh propping up corrupt governments and supporting their use of the War Measures Act now called the Emergency Act. Like it sounds better than the War Measures Act. And I think that's why they changed it, because they don't want to have to use they don't want to have to have the excuse of a war be the only reason for them using it. Viva Frey, my shouts out to you, man. I got a, a decent week of interviews. Um, I wish I could tell you who's up to, tomorrow, but I don't want to jinx it. Share it around. Like us if you, uh, if you like it. And if you hate it, comment in the comments below. And if you want to contribute, I haven't had a contributor in about a year. But you can, you can, you can, you can actually make a donation at PayPal. You can support me with a donation at patreon.com slash free speech. Yes, I got patreon.com slash free speech. It doesn't suck. And if you want to walk into Meridian, <laughs> just drop a 5889464 and dump some cash in my bank account. <laughs> I'm Jim Fannin. 
Thanks for checking us out. Thanks to Max Bernier for the time. Sorry I kept you a little bit long. I am out.